Hi friends, and welcome to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place for you to be encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Megan. Today we are talking about living purposefully and healthy lifestyles. We'll be chatting about how a healthy lifestyle can pave the way to living your God-given purpose. And today we're talking with Robin Ryan McDonald, who is a faith-based holistic health coach, proud mom, and wife with a passion for supporting and empowering Jesus-loving women to gain true health through her sustainable grace-based process. I have been on my own holistic health journey slowly, and so I'm excited to chat with Robin. Robin loves to help women ditch chronic dieting and disease for holistic health and wellness. She mixes her seminary background with her study of integrative nutrition to help women develop the energy and vitality to live out their unique God-given calling. Lately, I have personally been trying, like I said, to live more holistically and to live a more toxin-free lifestyle between the products I use, what I consume, what I clean with, all of it. Because toxins affect our health. We weren't meant to live with all the toxins we do in our society today. Can you relate to wanting a cleaner lifestyle or learning more about it? Well, listen to this. Did you know that due to the lack of regulation, the United States Food and Drug Administration permits cosmetic companies to use toxic chemicals known to be harmful in their products? As a result, chemicals linked to cancer, endocrine disruption, reproductive toxicity, developmental toxicity, organ toxicity, and many other health concerns are hidden in the cosmetics that women are using on their bodies every single day. Lotions, shampoos, face cream, skincare, makeup, all of it. And when I first learned this, I was stunned and I wanted to see what I could do to change the products that I use. And today's sponsor for this episode is Crunchy and Crunchy is one of my favorite new brands. Crunchy is a toxin-free organic and clean beauty company that sells skincare and makeup. At Crunchy, every product is toxin-free. You can even find a list of their banished ingredients on their site. Crunchy 2 is a company that is focused on ingredients and centered on performance because if you've tried other clean beauty, sometimes you know that it just does not match the performance of other brands, but Crunchy does. My favorite products are their foundation, their blush. I also love their eye cream. I use their exfoliator and love it, their concealer. You can get $10 off of your first order of $50 or more at Crunchy using the link crunchy.com backslash Megan Edmonds. That's crunchy.com backslash Megan Edmonds for $10 off of your first order. And that link will be in the show notes. Make a safe toxin-free switch to clean beauty today. Okay, friend, but before we dive in to this incredible episode and conversation with Robin, if you've been listening for a while, you know that She Lives Purposefully is a place to be encouraged and equipped to live purposefully by seeking Jesus and growing in your walk with him. And so I want to tell you about some resources that you have to know about if you're a She Lives Purposefully friend here. The first is our free Bible studies tool guide that will help you get more out of your time with Jesus, learn to dive in deeper to what the Bible says, see how the Bible applies to you and how it applies today. The second is that we have weekly Bible studies on the podcast every single Monday. Are you a Monday listener? If not, these episodes are a great place to study God's word together. 
Right now we're going through 1 Timothy. And you can also grab all of these She Lives Purposely studies in digital version with notes, backgrounds, prints, and more for $5 in our shop. And the third is if you would like bonus content and a way to support She Lives Purposely, you can get all of these studies for free, every single one, all included in this, plus exclusive Bible reading plans so you always have something to read in scripture, and bonus podcast episodes every single week and an exclusive shop code all for $5.99 a month as a She Lives Purposely subscriber. From the beginning, my mission at She Lives Purposely has been to encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ, and it's been my joy to do that for years in this space, in the podcast space twice a week, on Instagram, on my website, and this new subscription is simply a way to help support the creation of even more encouraging content. The Monday and Thursday episodes will, of course, continue to be freely available, but subscribers will have an access to a whole new host of content, new Friday episodes, access to the Bible studies, Bible reading plans, and more. I'm so excited to launch this new chapter of She Lives Purposefully and bring bonus encouragement for those who want to support She Lives Purposefully in this new way as a subscriber. The subscription is live and you can sign up for $5.99 a month and get access to all the things. Go to shelivespurposefully.com backslash sign up or find the link in my bio. All right, friends, let's get to this episode with Robin Ryan McDonald. Robin, thank you so much for joining us on the She Lives Purposely podcast. I already gave a little mini intro, but why don't you introduce yourself for those who don't know you in your own words. Tell us who you are and what you do and all the good stuff. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. I'm really excited to be here. So I am an integrative nutrition coach, and I've taken my background of actually going through seminary, getting trained in theology, biblical studies, and paired that with my nutrition certification. And so I am particularly passionate about equipping the bodies that comprise the body of Christ to be healthy and well, and to not have any hindrances in living out their purpose and calling. Mm, Wow. I love that. I'm like, (laughs) you're talking already. Um, All right. So can you talk about basically you said integrative nutrition what is integrative nutrition what does that look like practically um and why why does that matter yes so i think it's so important particularly as believers that we realize that the god who created our bodies like he designed it he knows exactly how it's supposed to work he's got the manual right that we partner with him Mm -hmm. in actually experiencing health so integrated health means that we're not just looking at what we eat. We're looking at, you know, what is your spiritual health? What is, what's your sleep like? What's your stress levels like? What is your sense of purpose and calling? How do all of, what are your relationships look like right now? There's all these different factors that do play into your physical, biological health that so often get separated and made a distinct and entirely other thing that robs us of experiencing true, full, lasting health, particularly when we partner with God that from my experience and what I've seen with my clients is the ultimate game changer for us as believers. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you kind of approach, I guess, health then as opposed to somebody else who, um, yeah, I I guess my question is like integrative versus let's say just taking medication. Does it include, you know, like all of all that whole kind of conversation, what does that look like 
Yeah. yeah. For somebody, and you said already, like incorporating your sleep and your relationships mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but yeah, dive in a little bit deeper too. Like what, what does that look like opposed to other, other routes? Yeah. So I will say this. I personally have never gone to the doctor and had them inquire about what specifically I'm eating. Mm-hmm. I've never had them ask me about my stress levels, my sleep. Um, I've never had them ask a lot of, or like how, how, if they might ask if I exercise, they're not going to ask what I do for exercise. It's just kind of like going through the checklist of like, okay, like (laughs) they're not looking at those factors and never, ever, which some listeners might be hearing that and saying like, why doctor asked me, you know, and if, if so great. Um, but I can imagine that nobody's doctor, unless you're seeing a very special doctor has asked you, what's your spiritual relationship look like? Look, how, how are you connecting? And, you know, maybe if they're being more general, they're like, how are you connecting to a higher power? Like, but spirituality, like across the board, scientifically has been proven to improve your health. And so those are just questions that are not asked in a traditional Western medicine setting. And so in an integrative approach, we're looking at the big picture. It's not just about losing weight, fitting into a certain pair of pants. It's Do you wake up and have energy in the afternoon? Are you still going and able to focus on what God has put on your heart to do? Are you sleeping well? Do you have the the resources and tools to navigate stress in a way that is, you know, not opening up the fridge every time, you know, we start feeling stressed out and actually coming to Jesus, experiencing what he has for us and having the resources to make choices that are aligned with your purpose and calling that are aligned with where God is, is directing you to go. And so if you are partnering with God in your health, you're going to have this vision. You're going to have this idea of who you are in him, what he's calling you to do. And so with what I do with my clients is we connect that piece to your health choices. So you have that at the forefront. That's something you're focusing on. You are then presented with the opportunity to drink the Coca-Cola or just keep hydrating with water. And the options there really give you, you know, that ability to dive into, I'm going to take hold of God's grace and I'm going to choose the water because even though it's not bad to have Coke, like I think that's important too. There's no bad or good foods. There are just foods that are more aligned with the health you want to have for your purpose and foods that aren't. And so it's like, if I want to live the, if I want to steward my body well, if I want to have the most health and vitality, I'm going to keep choosing that water more than I'm choosing that soda. I'm going to keep meal prepping over going through the fast food drive through because that is my vision and that's what's driving my choices. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh my gosh. I feel like that is brings so much clarity too to how you're connecting, which is what, a big part of what we're talking about today, like our health and our purpose. And it, cause, because it really does incorporate and really puts the Lord right into like what our health and, you know, holistically looks like. And it involves all these aspects. And a huge part of that is our, you know, our spiritual walk with the Lord and then how that leads to our purpose and how much, you know, like you were saying, like, if you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling all these things, if you're feeding your body with foods that are actually going to kind of tear it down, that's not going to help you to live out the things that maybe the Lord would have for you to do that day or to just be a good steward of the body that mm-hmm. he's given you. 
So I, yeah, I love all of that. I think that's so good. And I do just want to preface too, um, you know, we're talking about like being a good steward of our bodies, the bodies that he's given us and really incorporating, taking care of our bodies so that we can better serve the Lord and do the things that he's called us to. Um, but a lot of times there are, you know, tons of people in the world, some of whom are my closest friends who have health struggles that are beyond their control. And, um, that no amount of maybe effort or, you know, effort towards healing or all of that seems to be helping or healing. And so I just want to preface all of this too, and talk about this maybe a little bit in knowing that, like, if that is you, God has a purpose for where you're at. He has mm-hmm. a purpose for everything. He has a purpose for the things that, you know, are, are in your life right now. And maybe that is illness and you can live out your purposes and callings right where you're at as you depend on the Lord. Um, And I just, yeah, I think I just wanted to throw that out there too. And the Lord teaches us so many things through hardships, Mm -hmm. the things that we struggle with. So in talking about in this conversation as a whole, how bettering our health and being a good steward of our body, you know, can really help us live out the things that God calls us to, which is true. What encouragement would you have for maybe those listening who, and we can, you know, talk about this too, who maybe feel like, like, I don't have enough energy, but there has been nothing that anyone, you know, seems to do to be able to, like, this is just something that I'm in. This is a chronic illness that I have, you know, does that count me out of purpose? And the answer is no, but like, what, Mm -hmm. what would your encouragement be, be to them? Yeah. One of the most amazing parts of partnering with God in our health is that we have hope. Mm. We have Jesus grounded hope and his hope does not disappoint. Right. And, you know, it is so It is so challenging to be in a place of chronic illness and, you know, to desire for your health to look a certain way and to be a certain way. And, and of course, listening to things like this, it's like, I would if I could, you know, and, and, and wrestling with the challenge of that. And I just, I really do want to emphasize and encourage everybody listening that there is hope and there is grace. And, you know, some of these, some of these conditions, they're lifestyle induced. Some of them are not. And whether they are or not, there, we always have hope in him and there's all his grace always covers it all. And whether, you know, he, his grace covers maybe the decisions we've made. We're like, man, if I would have known and I could go back in time, I would not have eaten that way. I would have taken it more seriously. Or, you know, his grace covers even those, the wrestling that you feel of maybe you're, you're questioning his goodness. Maybe you're questioning, um, his purpose for your life. And even then you feel guilty about that because you're questioning his grace covers that too. And that's the beauty of what we have in Jesus and partnering with him because he is interested in how you feel and your well-being. And, you know, sometimes there are solutions or things that we haven't had access to yet that can alleviate symptoms. Maybe it doesn't heal it completely and maybe a miracle is going to come through. Maybe it's not. And, you know, for us on this side and us as in our finite uh, ways, like, we just don't know. But what I do know is we can always continue to hope. Hope never fails. We can mm-hmm. always continue to trust that he is good. And we can always trust and know that he can and does use you, yeah. even if you are struggling with energy, even if you can't walk, even if you struggle, even, even someone who can only listen to this and you cannot speak, he uses you because mm-hmm. you have innate value and worth and you are a blessing just by carrying his presence 
wherever you go. So I do think that's such a good caveat, Megan, and I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah, no, I love that you said that. And I love that you said too, like just who you are, like you have purpose, you know, and the Mm -hmm. Lord has purpose for you. Mm -hmm. Like you said, if you literally can't move, if you can only listen Mm -hmm. to this, if it's Mm -hmm. hard to listen to this, maybe Mm -hmm. like, you know, any, any of those things, like the Lord has a purpose for you. And a huge part of where she lives purposely is rooted is in that the Lord has purpose in pain and whatever that pain looks like in anybody's life. Maybe it's relationally, maybe some, a tragedy, maybe it is illness, whatever it is, the Lord has purpose in pain. And if that pain goes away, or if it never does on this side of, you know, heaven and eternity, like the Lord has a purpose for you and he is with you. So yeah, I love that. And I love the way that you, you worded all of that too. And too, that we do have hope and that's just, that's so beautiful. Like we worship a God and we serve a God who is all powerful and he's also all present and he is mm-hmm. all with us and and he brings purpose into all things. Um, so I love that. But two, let's just continue to dive into um, all that said, it is so important and we are called to be a good steward of our body. And, you know, the Lord has given us our bodies and, you know, whatever, whatever they look like, however much we love them or hate them, or if we wish we could change them, the Lord has given us our bodies. And so I would love to dive into like why being a good steward of our body is important. Um, yeah, I guess that's my question. Like, yeah. why, why is it really important to be a good steward of our body? I think sometimes we can like put health as a whole and have it like you said earlier almost in this whole other quadrant of our lives Mm -hmm. this is just a separate thing from our faith or it's just something that really intense people do they focus on their health um but no like it's so important to be a good steward so why why is that yeah so we're we're followers of jesus right and when we look at his life i'll just ask you this megan when you look at the ministry of jesus his three years of public ministry What's the first thing you think of when you're just like, oh, yeah, Jesus' ministry? I think just almost like the way that he displays his love, honestly, would be mm-hmm. would be my answer. Yeah. So when we look at the time, when we read the Gospels and, you know, the Gospels are the account that we have of his life, I believe the number, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, is 38% of the Gospels is talking about are talking about Jesus performing physical healing. Mm-hmm. And so... He is choosing to take the three limited years he had of public ministry to, as you said, display his love through physical healing. So my thought is there's something to physical healing, but all that to say, you know, even just from a, you know, someone who doesn't have any kind of uh, innate chronic conditions, but you have super low energy and just like, man, like I, and I, I experienced the worst, uh, most fatigue when I was in my early twenties which would be a time when you should think that you have the yeah. most energy and most <laughs> vitality. But I ate terribly. I was addicted to sweet coffee beverages. I uh, did everything that was kind of cheap, easy, and convenient. And it was, you know, I just figured like, oh, you know, this is just what it is. I'm really busy. So it's like mid-afternoon, struggling to keep my eyes open. Uh, yeah. Mid-morning, struggling to keep my eyes open. And I was just like, this is just how it is. I just need another coffee. And for, you know, those of us who have found ourselves in that place, there are some simple changes we can make that actually enable us to have that energy and vitality to keep our eyes open, to be focused, to be in tune to what God is calling us to do, to maybe speak to this person over here, to have patience for my kid over here. Like there's just so many different elements that having that vitality enables us to do. 
I love it. I'm just like taking so many notes as you're talking right now. Um, so much of our health, our physical health does affect like our mind and like that really can then affect like our hearts and just all of that. Like, for mm -hmm. example, things that we're feeding ourselves, like you talked about, and then you can start to be maybe anxious if you're not nourishing yourself in the way you're moving your body in the way that you should be, or, you know, like your brain is really foggy and then you craving these sweet coffee drinks. And then we're so exhausted. And then we're like, all right, I just need more and more and more. And then it's the cycle mm -hmm, of where mm -hmm. we're just continuing to feed ourselves these wrong things. So, um, yeah, I thought, I thought all of that was great that you said, and I, I really just liked that focus on and almost looking to like, all right, these issues that I'm having, this is exhaustion that I'm having this, you know, maybe the brain fog that I'm having all of mm -hmm. that one, I can work on that and I can like work to resolve that. And two, I think it brings that extra motivation to work on that because mm -hmm. it's no longer just like this cute thing. We're all exhausted in society, you know, it's like, which I feel it like is a thing. Trend. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, we're all <laughs> exhausted. Like, you know, I just finished um, watching uh, Gilmore Girls. I was like binging that and, you know, <laughs> they love coffee so much and they're always tired. And I think that's just our culture is like, we're always just, we can't do it. We're so exhausted and all the stuff. And it's becoming normalized. It's becoming normalized and it doesn't have to be that way. It shouldn't mm -hmm. be that way. Mm -hmm. And actually, if we're like looking to pour into people the way the Lord wants us to pour into people, hop into community, maybe on like nights when we're already too tired and we can't imagine going to like a Bible study or something, or even just, you know, being a good steward with what the Lord gave us in the day to day, in our workplace, in our mm -hmm. schools, whatever, that, mm -hmm. in our families, like in our home to be able to do all of those things is really important. What we put into our bodies and what we do with our bodies. So I just, yeah, I love that whole connection that you had there. Um, but you said too, there are things that we can do. Yes. So I am curious, like what, what, and, and you were saying this too, is just being tired and things like that. Mm -hmm. like, what are some practical things that people can start to do? Let's say that they are somebody who is feeling just exhausted all the time, no matter how many cups of coffee, they're drinking and they think that that's the fix or they feel like they have brain fog or they just feel like they're really inflamed even, you know, and it's yeah. just discouraging them. And, um, yeah. What, what are some things I guess that you, you would recommend or let's just, I guess, dive into that conversation yeah. of what it looks like. Love to. And I'm going to preface the things that I say with the, there's a phrase that says what's easy to do is easy not to do. And I mm -hmm. think in addition to being in a culture where, it's just like, it's almost funny to just be like, oh gosh, like, like, no, hit the snooze. Like, I need my coffee. Don't talk to me until I've drank my coffee or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. also, <laughs> we're also in a culture of, we want instant gratification. I know even for myself, when I was trying to lose weight and I was trying to deal with, I had full face acne and all these different things. I was trying to get better. I, you know, would step on the scale and it's like, did I, did I drop a, oh man, I either was the same or it like went up and, and we can get we can feel like what we're doing isn't worth it or working if we don't see our interpretation of, of health. And so, yeah. and usually that's defined by the scale. And so these things that I'm going to share is what we can do. Sometimes you're not going to get immediate results on the yeah. scale. Most of the time you will start to get results and feeling more energy and go ahead. No, I actually, before we dive into then like practically what we can do, I would love to talk about that. Like yeah. what health, really looks like versus mm, just mm -hmm. the scale. But yeah. So finish your thought, but I would love to dive into that first. That's such a good, that's such a good point. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that, and that's why I put the give the preface because the things that I would we do share, talk about it and I share, they're not sexy. They're not like, oh, that's the secret fun thing that I'm going to start doing and like have the results. It's like these are things that you're going to be like, oh, I well, I'm not doing that, but it's really simple. And I guess if that's all it is, it, it makes me think of it makes me think of um, uh, the story of Naaman and Elisha when Naaman was covered in leprosy and mm. he is going to Elisha and he wants to be healed and Elisha won't even see him. Um, he sees his servant and he's like, what? He won't even like see me like I'm, you know, this super important person. And, and Elisha's like, yeah, just tell him to go dunk himself in the Jordan River seven times. And Naaman's like, are you kidding me? Like, and he was like mad. Like I came all the way over here to talk to this prophet and he's telling me to go dunk in this nasty river over here. And <laughs> his servants are like, well, it's super simple to do like might as well try it right and Naaman's like fine you know and obviously this is the Robin international version and so <laughs> Naaman goes and he dunks himself and sure enough it says his skin was like baby skin it was so it was healed to that degree right it wasn't just his skin as it was it was like fresh new soft baby skin I have an eight month old and I was like that skin is soft um <laughs> and so you know when we get these like simple habits and things to implement it's so easy to discount them and discredit them as like what like that's it and the reality is when we're talking about holistic real true health you can lose weight and still be very unhealthy you mm. can you know get to that pant size you can you know and there's so many different diets and there's so many things out there and people are like i lost 30 pounds in two months and it's kind of like i can totally understand how that's super exciting i also I'm so concerned about what's going on with your metabolic health and your hormones and whether or not that's going to be the case for you a year, two years yeah. from now. And 95% of people who lose a significant amount of weight gain it back within five years. And so I think the real testimony that you don't see on Instagram and TikTok is I lost 30 pounds and it's been five years mm. and I still am implementing these habits that enable me to have energy and enable me to have, I tell you, I'm sleeping better. I'm more focused. I have more patience with my kids because I'm not like dragging my feet and, and able to barely able to keep my eyes open. So I think it's so important that we do define health as more than just the, I guess you could say typical goals that we've all had and all pursued. I know for myself very intentionally, um, only to discover that there's, there's more to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love that you said too, that sometimes those goals are actually unhealthy and they're not sustainable. And you said like, I would wonder mm -hmm. about your metabolic health, your hormonal health, which is something mm -hmm. that I'm diving into in my own life a lot. Like, yeah. I, I think that's so good because I think that society pushes different standards on us so that we strive for those, you know, mm -hmm. but actually in like trying to achieve them ASAP, um, instead of actual like health as a whole, yeah. we, we actually can do more harm sometimes. Right. Um, so yeah, thank you for, for, you know, talking about like what actual health is more supposed to look like versus just a size or a number on a scale. Um, yeah. So, okay. With mm -hmm. all of that to say, what are some of those things? And you mentioned habits too, um, yeah. as well, but what are some of those things as easy as it might seem. And I think too, sometimes it can seem so easy that we're like, I'll put it off because it's right. too, you know, it's so easy. Yes. I can do that later. Um, and then we never actually do it. And mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anyway. So yeah. What are, what are some of those things that can help us? And maybe it might be helpful too, if it's like, if we stick to one topic of like, I'm exhausted or I don't know if maybe it's actually 
like these things will help you in general as a whole. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just going to let you talk now. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the cool thing. When we are caring for our body the way God has designed it to be cared for, it does affect multiple challenges mm-hmm. and issues that we're facing. And so, and that, and that's the thing, you know, we, we discredit these simple things, but it's like, we're created to be hydrated to a certain level. We're created to eat certain foods. And, you know, when, with my clients, we do look at their different goals and, you know, whether they have diabetes or they are just wanting to lose weight or they are dealing with, you know, brain fog, or maybe they've got high blood pressure. You know, we look at the individual things for them, but more often than not, I'm recommending the exact same things because it affects, it improves your health across the board. And yeah. I will say this too, if, you know, I share these things and you think, ah, oh, I've tried those that didn't work. My, you know, next question is she's like, for how long? Um, and again, because it, it does take time and, you know, the concept of forgiveness in the kingdom is one of the most powerful foundational concepts of what Jesus has provided us, provided for us and forgiving us of our sins. And the cool thing is, you know, when we come to Jesus and we repent and we ask him to forgive us he doesn't hold any grudges he's not like well look who wants to get saved like he's like you know he's so excited to to give us that grace to give us that forgiveness to enable us to stand before him and experience that intimate relationship with him same thing for our bodies oftentimes we can feel like our physical well-being you know there's it's unforgivable It, it, it can't be healed we've already messed it up too much that it doesn't there's no way to fix it or to to get beyond this hump. You've tried so many times, like what's going to be different about what you're going to say? And that concept of forgiveness applies to our bodies as well. Mm. So our body, when we give it what it needs, it doesn't hold any grudges either. It's not like, well, look, who wants to be healthy? <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it goes to work immediately. That's That's the way God designed our bodies. When given the nutrition, the hydration, the movement, the rest that our body needs, it goes to work immediately on bringing about healing. Now, that healing could take longer for some, shorter for others, but the core principles of these habits are fundamentally in our design to increase our wellness, to increase our vitality, to be made well. So wow. I've built up the height, anticipation of what are these habits just because I want you to know they do work and they do make a difference. But with I that said, yeah. <laughs> the first main thing. And I will say my husband and I, when I was going through my nutrition certification, I'd learn a new concept. And then I would like, Hey honey, like let's try and implement this. Let's see how it affects us or whatnot. And so I was learning about drinking water, hydration, and we both, we were already active. Um, we already ate, you know, pretty well. Um, we didn't change anything about our physical activity. We didn't change anything about our eating. We just decided to increase our water consumption. I think I, shot for consuming at least a hundred ounces. And then my husband's a big guy. He, I think was drinking a gallon. And so over the course of a week of just increasing our water consumption, I lost like two or three pounds. He lost five pounds and our energy was like through the roof compared to what it was before. And we were like, water, that's it. (laughs) And I can't say enough about drinking water. And it's honestly, I will say to this day, that's probably the most difficult habit for me to do because mm. I just don't think to consistently drink or chug water. Yeah. And it's so easy to me go through my day and it's like 2 p.m. I'm like, oh my goodness, I 
I haven't even drank 20 ounces yet. And I'm like, like trying to catch up. And then of course it's annoying because then you have to go pee. And so it's really, I think we maybe even subconsciously get into these patterns of like, oh, I'm not going to drink right now because then I have to go to the bathroom. And it's like, we actually dehydrate ourselves and we thwart so much of our health, your body's ability to detox, your body's, your cells need Mm -hmm. a certain amount of hydration to function the way they're supposed to. And so just if you can drink at least half your body weight in ounces of water, I'm telling you, that is a game changer in and of itself. Yeah. So you would say half of your body weight. Is that like what would you recommend or is that like a minimum kind of? No, that's a goal. I would say okay. across the board, unless you're super tiny, but even if you are, 100 ounces is a pretty good starting place to shoot for. But if you're like, I have a 20 ounce uh, you know, hydro flask, water bottle, and that's all I drink in a day. Like just slowly bump it up. You don't have to mm-hmm. go crazy. Like just slowly bump it up. You know, if you're drinking 40, 20, 40 ounces a day, let's shoot for 60. If you're drinking 60, let's shoot for 80. And the thing that I have found to be the most helpful and actually two things that is the most helpful for are the most helpful for drinking water. One, try to get 60 to 75% of your water in before 2 p.m. That's like a game changer because then the rest of the day you're just coasting and you decrease your chances of having to wake up in the middle of the night or like, you know, those different <laughs> factors that are just kind of annoying with drinking a lot of water. And it's it's hard to get it in later in the day because you're just like, it's just difficult. The second thing is have a water bottle you really like. I recommend yeah. a bigger one. Um, I know what one of those Stanley cups are in right now. Get one of those giant Stanley cups yeah, or yeah. one of those, you know, and, and make sure that the 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 piece that you drink water out of is easy to get to. If it's like a screw top lid or like there's, if there are barriers to entry to drinking it, it actually makes a difference for how often we'll drink it. But if it's has a straw, if it's just a quick little pop top, we're more inclined to drink it more frequently and more easily. Yeah. I feel like that's so true in my own life. I have, I think it's called a simple modern and they just, yeah, came I have out that one too. I, Sorry, Stanley. Simple Modern is my like <laughs> my place. I, I'm gonna link it in the show notes. No <laughs> compensation at all. I just love Simple Modern, and but the one I have is like a straw, and I noticed mm-hmm. so much, like just having it next to me and having mm-hmm. easy access. And I think too, and maybe this is just a me thing. Like, there's an aspect of having it be like my aesthetic that makes me just like drink it more versus it's something. It's a thing. Like, it's totally a thing. Yeah, yeah. So I I agree. When you said like easy access, I was like a hundred percent. That's affect my water intake for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So that one's huge. If if you take nothing else from like things to implement from this conversation, start drinking water. Um, the second big thing though, if you're like, okay, I hear you, I can do that. That's too easy. Give me more. Uh, I would say the next thing is cook majority of your meals at home. And I know your people are listening and probably inclined to hear like, but what do I cook? And you know, I, I have resources for that. We could even get into that more if you want to Megan. But I, I would say if you are cooking your food versus going out, that is a huge game changer because there are just so many additives there are such fewer options when we go through the drive-through. Even if you go to a restaurant, I personally like. There are a fair, I live in San Diego. I'm super blessed. There's a lot of like really trendy, health-conscious restaurants yeah. I can go to, and I know they're using good quality ingredients. But by and large, when I go visit my in-laws in the Midwest, when I go anywhere in the country, I'm like, man, like this is what people are eating for their food. <laughs> like it just you have so much. You have such a better capacity to create nourishing food in your own kitchen. Even if you're still making foods that maybe you know, like I will say in our family, I probably two to three times a week. Last night we have burgers all the time. They're grass fed. We mm-hmm. um, 
usually do them bunless. I make, and I, I use organic cheese on it. We'll, you know, get fancy with the toppings and like, you know, I'll make my own fries. I will literally take avocado oil and make my own sweet potato or regular potato fries. Like I'm still eating the good stuff. And to me, it honestly tastes better at home anyways. And so if you can cook majority of your meals at home, that also will be a big game changer. Yeah. No, I, I love that too. I feel like in this past year, I've been diving into just my gut health a little more mm-hmm, and I'm still mm-hmm. doing that. Um, but taking a look at all of the different ingredients and even too that you can get in the grocery store that say like it's something's quality and it's so not. But mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, that makes so much sense cooking actually at home with ingredients that you have like red and you trust and whole foods and all of that organic grass fed and like you said too like you're eating the good stuff mm-hmm. it's just better quality mm-hmm. less additives less you know all the stuff that's inside it um yeah so I love that that's so good yeah and I will say too another thing that I've more often than not a client comes to me they want to lose weight they've tried everything they're like I eat pretty clean and I don't eat that much more often than not, they are not eating enough. Mm-hmm. You will be tired and you will not have the energy to get through the day when you don't like it's it's like you think of like a, a car that needs gasoline. Um, there's probably better mechanisms. My husband's an engineer, he'd be like, Oh, you should have used the da, da, da. Um, but like, <laughs> you know, you need a certain amount of fuel to function. If you are continually not giving your body what it needs to function, it's not going to work. And, and we have this idea of like, oh, I got to eat less if I want to lose weight. Eat less, eat less, eat less. If you keep reducing how much you're eating, eventually your metabolism is going to slow down like crazy because it's like all we're getting is this much. We're probably in starvation mode. She is not – She's there. there is famine and your body's like, we got to hold on to all this fat because we need this. Who knows when she's going to eat next? And if you've got this sporadic like, oh, you know, I usually skip breakfast or like – I'll have like, you know, just a snack for lunch. Like you're not doing your body any favors. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes what you have to, what I have to do with clients is we have to reverse diet them. And so we have to slowly increase how much they're eating. And it's one of the most terrifying things for so many clients because they're like, oh, like the scale went up and I'm, I'm eating more. I think I'm eating too much. And it's like, it might go up a little bit, but we need to get your metabolism to actually take that much food and burn it because right now, your metabolism, your hormones are, are wrecked because you've eaten so little food. So when I say cook at home, cook at home and make sure you're having at least three meals a day. If you are not having three full meals a day and you're doing the like skimpy skipping meals or snacking thing, that's a big shift as well. I would make that a third thing of eating enough. Yeah. I think that's so important too, because you know, just going back to like different societal pressures or things like to feel like you, you just see so many different people on Instagram and you can compare yourself to just, you know, a million different people and you're like, all right, what can I do? And the first Mm -hmm. thing you just know, maybe, I don't know why we just naturally assume it. It's probably just been messages we've received, but is like eating less, eating little portions, Mm -hmm. like all of that. So I think that's so important that you said, and to having that pivot from like looking at food as something that's going to nourish us as fuel to actually get us through the day and that our body needs that fuel to burn. And if it doesn't have it, it'll store instead. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's so, it makes so much sense like laid out, but I think (laughs) so often we, we think the opposite. So yeah. Thank you for that too. Of course. Yeah. And I I think too, it's important, you know, we, I I like that you said, well, you echoed what I said, but nourishing ourselves because it's easy to, (laughs) But something that I did when I was trying to lose weight, I still was eating 
<laughs> and I was on a college budget. And so it was like Del Taco, whatever pizza I could find, like that was at a, the last event on campus or whatever. And like just trying to like yeah. eat whatever I could, but I was tracking it all, like counting the calories. And so I'd be like, okay, I can eat this donut. I can have this piece of pizza. And it's like, okay, sure. I was under my calorie limit, but speaking of inflammation and gut health, like I was destroying my actual ultimate holistic well-being by still consuming those foods. So, you know, you want to, you want to cook at home so you can, you know, make sure you're, you're using quality ingredients. You want to eat enough and you want to make sure when you're kind of down to like, what do I eat? What choices do I make? It's about choosing the most nutrient dense foods. So when I am presented with options for food, I want to look at what's going to give me the best bang for my buck, right? Like, and yeah. so I, when I'm looking if I were presented with a smorgasbord, I go to, let's just say I go to a party and there's like a whole bunch of different kinds of food laid out. Let's just say they do, they, they catered Mexican food. So there's like, there's steak, there's chicken, there's beans, there's rice, there's tortillas, there's guacamole. Like I would first go straight to the meat. I'm going to put, and I'm usually going to prefer beef over chicken because beef has a better way of filtering toxins. So even if it's not like grass fed or whatnot, you, there's actually research that has shown that the quality of, or the the toxins that could potentially be in the meat aren't as much as we think they are, like even for conventional. Uh, so mm. I would, I go for the beef. Yeah. Over the chicken chicken. If it's not organic, there's more likelihood that it's going to be a, um, that it's going to have different issues and whatnot. So yeah. I go for the beef. Then I go for, if there's any kind of vegetables, I'm like, we got some fajitas up in here. Do we have, you know, if, if there's even like little peppers or things, I'll add those to my plate. So I go for meat, then vegetables. I'm looking for some healthy fats. They got the guac. Heck yes, guac on the plate. Um, and then, you know, for me, I am also, you know, I, I want to enjoy myself. And so I'm like, do, do the, are these homemade tortillas? You best believe I'm going to have a homemade tortilla. If not, I'm like, meh, probably not. Or, you know, like, oh, is this some like so-and-so's homemade rice, Mexican rice? I'm like, yeah, I'll have a little bit of that. So it's kind of like prioritizing the things that are going to be the most nutrient dense and then being intentional with the other options that are there you know maybe somebody made some press yeah. cake i'm like heck yes i'm gonna have some press cake <laughs> you know but i'm gonna be intentional about that if it was store-bought no thank you if someone made it i'm more inclined to you know have those kind of i guess you could call them indulgences or whatever if it's homemade again because i know at least they were using household ingredients versus whatever crazy stuff you know the store uses yeah, that's so good. I think that example too is so helpful for people because then mm -hmm. I think you can apply that to anything else. But mm -hmm. just to break down like, okay, like this is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And even like you said too, like, you know, you would go for the just but like making sure that where it's coming from, where it's sourced is actually going to nourish your body too versus like harm your body. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's so helpful. Yeah. So, I mean, those, let's see, so far we have hydration, cooking at home, making sure you're eating enough, yeah. nutrient-dense foods. The other big thing I would say is, I mean, there's so many things, but just keeping it simple and, and basic right now, the other big thing I would say is to get some form of movement in, mm -hmm. something. And I use the word movement instead of exercise because I think, again, when we're inclined to want to lose weight, we're really motivated to try and, like, make changes. We're like, I got to get in the gym. I got to do 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes of cardio. and Or if I don't, like, if I'm not sore the next day, then, like, you know, it doesn't, it's not worth it, or I, I didn't do enough. And there is something to be said about getting out 15 minutes a day, going for a walk. There's something yeah. to be said about spending 15, 20 minutes doing a stretch routine. Like those things make a big difference in 
your endorphins, your hormones, your just from a very holistic health standpoint, those seemingly basic things have a huge return when done, but then also when done consistently. So I would Mm -hmm. say set aside 15 minutes, do some form of movement every day. And you can kind of, and I think that helps too, because, you know, if we're just getting back into exercising, we go to the gym, you get super sore and you're just like, dang it, I can't, like, this is going to take forever for me to be able to go back to the gym again because I'm so sore. But you can go for a 15 minute walk when you're super sore. It actually helps, right? So prioritizing some form of movement every day is a game changer as well. No, that's so helpful. And I think too, like for somebody who, like you said, wants to get back into like working out or whatever, and it just feels a little overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so good. I'm such a big walker. I love nice. Um, yeah, so it's. I feel like that's so good, and I love that you mentioned stretching mm-hmm. as well. Flexibility. They can, yeah, they can be good. Like types of movement that are also good like all throughout your cycle and just like are, mm-hmm, are really mm-hmm. helpful um yeah that's so that's so great this has been so amazing I feel like I could take all of your tips for like another hour <laughs> all the things but this has been so just helpful I think one very practically just to you know figure out how we can actually be a good stewards of our bodies but also mm-hmm. to really connecting to the fact of like being a good steward of our body really can help us to do different things that the Lord calls us to right. and live purposely in that way. So thank you so much. And if you, do you have any, I guess, last bit of encouragement just for the listeners? It can be totally related to this, summing this up or something totally unrelated, but just a last bit to everybody listening that would encourage them um, today as we, as we wrap up our chat here. Yeah, of course. I think, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, I, we did give some practicals and whatnot, but there is this idea of like, okay, yeah, like I really do want to partner with God in my health. What is, what, what does that look like more tangibly, more practically? And I think it's easy. It, it, it stays oftentimes very conceptually versus becoming more tangible. And something that I have found really helpful for that, if uh, you're open to this, Megan, I've got a couple of freebies that I think would be really beneficial to those of you who are listening and wondering like, how do I integrate God? And so I actually have a five day sugar fast devotional. And if you're one of the girls that are, you know, addicted to the sweet coffees, this is for you. Um, (laughs) But uh, in this guide, uh, myself and my team, we worked really hard on this. It was something we launched in January as a, you know, new year kind of fasting thing. And we talk a lot about what physical fasting is, what spiritual fasting is. And as someone who personally hates fasting, (laughs) um, I put a lot of information in there to really break down of like, you know what, like this is something the Lord calls us to do. And there's a way to do it healthily. There's a way to really create that void and space to become dependent on God for the things that, you know, we've, we've been finding comfort in, you know, and that, that often is the, is food. And so that five day devotional and there's, there's devotionals each day of the fast, but it educates you in a lot of ways and there's different kinds of ways to approach it. And I do emphasize, you know, some people we're going to keep this sugar fast real minimal. Like all we're going to, you know, take out is this for other people who maybe are more inclined to, have been eating a more healthy and they just want to integrate God, there's a little bit of a different approach to it, but it's all in there. And again, it'll, it's a great launching pad for connecting with God in your health and experiencing tangibly how he can work through those things. Um, so I would definitely recommend that for someone who's like, how do I connect with God? If you're someone who's in a place where <laughs> you're like, I hear you. And those do sound simple. 
but I still feel so overwhelmed, like cooking at home, cooking most of my meals, like when, when and how am I going to do that? Um, I have a how to prioritize your health without the added stress amidst the chaos masterclass, just put all in the title right there. (laughs) Um, But I really break down a lot of what we talked about today of the mindset and perspective of partnering with God, knowing your worth, knowing your value, value, and being driven by your purpose to create changes. And then also getting to the very simple ways of like, okay, pull out your calendar. Let's look at how you can actually fit in these healthy habits. Let's look at how we can find a approach this that works for you. So I present a couple different approaches. There's not one way to meal prep. There's not one way to implement these habits. We have to look at your unique lifestyle and context mm-hmm. and how we can, you know, fit that in there. And so that is also free um, and is a great way to be able to get more of those tangible practicals for how you implement these things. The sugar fast you can find at madewellhealth.com forward slash sugar fast. And then the masterclass for prioritizing your health, you can find at madewellhealth.com forward slash prioritize. Perfect. Yeah. And we'll link those in the show notes too. I'm making a note here, Um, but we'll link those too just for easy access. I love that. That's so helpful. Robin, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Everybody go check her out. And Robin, where can people find you? Like website, Instagram? Yeah. Find me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. I love getting messages from people when they've heard me on a podcast. If you want to tell me your intentions of what you like want to do, if you want the, you know, to tell me that you're starting one of these things that I just said. I love hearing that. So send me a message. Find me there. If you look up Robin Ryan McDonald, I'm the only one on all the platforms. So should be pretty easy to find me. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you so much for for your time, Robin, and just for all this encouragement and just so much practical tips. I literally wrote so much down. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure. I've loved this. Thank you so much, Megan. Megan.